Frighters, I'm Holland Elise, and this is Fight or Fright. Hello, happy Halloween! It's the spooky day, it's the spooky day, what, what, what? <laughs> hey guys, it is your girl Holland, and I know. This is coming to you on a different day than normal. But I'm giving you another episode this week for Halloween. And it is a special episode. And I'm coming to you through your ear holes with your stories. Well, some of your stories. And I am excited to bring them to you. I didn't get many stories, but the two I got, I think, are worth it. So, first... I got a story from my girl, and I'm going to say my new podcasting bestie, Sam, from The Booze Podcast. And it goes, so glad I found you. Your pod is amazing, but I know you want to hear some spooky stories, so let's get to it. Yeah, girl, I do want to hear some spooky stories. (laughs) I wasn't always able to sense things, and really it's not something I ever wanted, I was in fourth grade when it happened. I got so upset over something so stupid that I wished death on someone. As a way to hit my mother where it hurt, I wished it on my grandfather. As a child, I didn't know the gravity or permanence of death, which I'm adding this, but yeah, no one does. When they're young, no one understands it. But now, studying to be a funeral director, I cringe at the fact that I threw that wish at someone so innocent with so much anger. Granted, my grandfather was very, very ill, so it could have been a coincidence, but he died two weeks later. The night he died, I was laying in bed when I awoke to see my handheld gaming system, a Nintendo DS, begin to float off of my nightstand, almost like it had caught, almost Like I had caught it in the act, it fell straight to the floor and bounced open. I thought I was dreaming and I fell back asleep. But when I awoke in the morning, there it lay, still open on the floor. I didn't think much of it at the time. Now I wonder if something was trying to get my attention. Fast forward a few years later, my aunt owned a beautiful ranch out in Sonora, It's located very close to a mining town called Jamestown. Now, I can't remember exactly if it was an explosion or fire within the mines that caused many to die within some of the mining tunnels. All I know is my aunt had an entrance to a closed-off mine in her backyard. I was about 12 at the time, and one morning I decided to sneak off and explore the mine. My parents always warned me not to go near it because it was dangerous, but I always loved to explore. With only a flashlight in hand, I started to walk through the mine. I didn't get very far when a cold chill ran up my spine. I froze. It took me a moment to process. I was hearing hammering. Oh, fuck no. God, that sucks. Metal against rock. Then I began to hear whistling. I squinted in the dark, shivering, and saw a black shadow approaching me. 
moment, I booked it, running as fast as I could out of the mine. I was out of there in two minutes, covered in dust and dirt. I told myself I'd never go back in. Little did I know at the time, I wasn't the only one to make it out of there. Everything was fairly peaceful from then on out as I grew up. I'd hear strange noises, feel like I was being watched, but I really never gave it much thought over the years. I just figured I was paranoid, anxiety-packed teenager. I got married at 18, moved away, and my husband and I eventually moved to Texas. That's where things take a turn. At this point, we were 21 and waiting for the green light that our home had finished being built. I still remember this clear as day. It was day of the dead. I was on the phone with our builder, driving to work. Something caught my peripheral. I turned to look at my passenger seat and there was a black figure sitting in my passenger seat. The phone slid out of my hand as the figure almost seemed to move its solid black shape to make what I believe was eye contact with me. Then it just disappeared. When I got to work, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. Now, I should mention, I'm a dog groomer. I work with dogs all day. That day, the dogs were acting whack. They kept looking behind me and didn't want me near them. Even my regulars were acting strange. I mentioned it to my husband, but he rolled his eyes and told me I was just stressed about the house. We got the keys to our home two days later. I still couldn't shake the feeling something was off. I felt so drained and paranoid. The first night in our new home, I was in the garage unpacking things. My chow chow kuma was out there with me. I kept hearing scratching, but told myself it was the house settling. I then noticed my chow facing the wall where I heard the scratches from completely focused, tilting his head to the noise. I kept telling myself, new house, new sounds. I grabbed an armful of pop, figures that my husband collected and walked to the room that shared the wall with the garage where I heard some scratching. I opened the door about an inch before the fucking door slammed back at me with so much force. I dropped all the figures and screamed for my husband. I ran straight into him in hysterics, thinking someone was in our house. He grabbed his gun, good old Texas, and he opened the door with ease. We began opening every closet, checking every window, and even braved checking the attic. Nothing. He told me I was imagining things and to come to bed. That night at 3 a.m., we heard a loud crash, like boxes and tables being thrown over in the room where the door had slammed back at me and I had heard the scratching. Our three dogs went into hysterics, barking in ways I have never heard them bark before. My husband, who sleeps in the nude, jumped out of bed naked, grabbed his gun yet again, and went charging out the bedroom door. He could have at least put on some pants. <laughs> oh my God, Sam, you're awesome. I love you. <laughs> but nothing was amiss. Everything was in its place. Nothing had fallen over. He brushed it off again and went to bed. 
I laid there wide awake. Sam, I would be right there with you. I'd be wide awake. I wouldn't sleep. And 3 a.m. is the witching hour, so fuck that. (laughs) The next morning, I caught the shadowy figure again. A few days after that, we had a brand new bottle of laundry detergent explode all over the laundry room. Things began missing. Things would show up in places we hadn't left them. I'd fold laundry only to see it being thrown from the shelves in our closet. It's been about two years now. Things still move around. We hear noises. Nothing's really settled. After some digging, I found out our home was built on old farmland. I'm not sure if farms have any correlation to my shadowy figure. I'm almost positive it's the shadow figure from the mines because every time I see it, I get the same exact feeling as I did in that mine all those years ago. I'm just really not sure what caused it to come out of the woodworks. Why now? Why not years prior? Now that I'm more open to these types of experiences, I've been blessed with some rather neat sightings. I've caught green orbs in photographs. I've caught audio within my home. And I've even had to scream at the figure in my house a few times to give me back my keys, only for them to appear not too long after. I'm sorry that was so long. I'm attaching the audio I caught and some photos along with this email. Thanks for taking the time to read Sam from Boo's podcast. Sam, you're amazing. I'm so glad we found each other on Facebook. You're awesome. I love your guys' podcast too. It's amazing. Everyone, Boo's podcast. B-O-O-Z podcast. Sam, thanks for sending the story. It was awesome. Totally creeptastic and I love it. Oh, paranormal stuff fascinates me so much. And it's so cool that you kind of like get those like feelings, vibes, and are open to that stuff. I feel like I probably would be if I let myself, but I mostly just try to keep that to the side. (laughs) Anyway, for everyone that's listening, I am going to post those pictures, audio, all of that stuff. I'm going to put it on my social media, so be waiting for that. They're really interesting. Like It's so weird and creepy and awesome, and I love it. Thanks again, Sam. So the next and last story I got was on Instagram through a DM from someone named Becca. When I was about four, my grandma died and I stayed home with my older siblings on her funeral. My brother was very interested in ghosts and he went on a site to try and contact my grandma. He did what it said to do. I'm not sure what he did. I was four long time ago. And the door started slamming and the phone started beeping, but there were no messages. We weren't afraid though, because it was my grandmother. I remember some of that event, the door slamming and me standing on the bed and I was afraid of everything, but I remember being very happy. Girl, first of all, same. I was scared of everything when I was younger. And I also believed that it was my great-grandmother who I called Momor. I was really close to her and I even have a tattoo for her that says Jagelsterdeg, which is Swedish for I love you. I did end up going to her funeral though. And it's still like a joke in my family because I mean, I was like seven or eight. So I was a couple years older than you were, but I also didn't like 
I didn't really understand like death and all of that stuff. I didn't understand that I wouldn't see my mom more again. I didn't understand really anything at that time. But I was young and I've always gotten vibes and feelings and I'm very empathetic and can feel what other people are feeling. So I knew everyone was sad and I hated seeing the people I loved so sad. So I started singing while they were rolling our hearse to, while they were rolling my Momor to the hearse, I started singing Momor's rolling and moving my hands in like a circular motion. And <laughs> I know it's super dark, but I, I still feel my Momor in my house too. And I, she gave me a stuffed doll when I was like two or three and whenever I hold it or have it near me, I just, I feel her and I smile and it's like I'm bringing her with me wherever I go. So I completely get that, like being happy, even though the things around you are scaring you. I completely understand that. And thanks for telling me your story, girl. So everyone, that is your special Halloween episode of Fight or Fright where I told you some of your stories, the ones I got at least. You guys are amazing. Again, you can find me on Instagram at Fight or Fright Pod. You can f- find me on Facebook at Fight or Fright Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Fight Fright Pod at Gmail. Or sorry, you can find me on Twitter at Fight Fright Pod. You can find me on Gmail at Fight or Fright Pod at gmail.com. You guys are amazing. I hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode and join me next week for another episode of the regularly scheduled Fight or Fright. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Fight or Fright. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fight or Fright Pod and on Gmail at fightorfrightpod at gmail.com. Twitter is the only one that's a little bit different in there, and that's at Fight Fright Pod. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it, and it would really help me if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Even just spreading the word to family, friends, people you know that enjoy true crime, mysteries, paranormal, all of that kind of stuff. And this is Holland, and I'll see you next week when I tell you another crazy story. And remember, you don't have to fight this fright.